Well, hey there, writerly friend. Welcome to the Author Revolution podcast. I'm your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the author source for all things rapid releasing. Now this week, we're going to be talking about series creation. We all know that readers love series, especially those voracious readers who are involved with the Kindle Unlimited scene. The reasons to write a series are stacked up like a mountain for sure. And we've talked frequently on this podcast about why a series is really your best bet for rapid releasing. But is there ever a time when you should stop writing a series that's not working? This question has come up a couple of times, and it's one that has been interesting as a mental challenge for me. Now see, I'm a finisher. (laughs) It's a huge struggle for me to cut something loose or to abandon it completely. And that goes for stories, series, friendships, other relationships, whatever the case might be. When I was working on the Pandamas Chronicles, I knew I couldn't work on another title until I had managed to complete the story that was trying to make its way out, even though I had to take a three-year hiatus between books one and two. Now, in the interim, I had plenty of story ideas coming to me. I think we as authors always do, but I would just write down my ideas in my idea notebook. One of those story ideas was Diana Hawthorne's Oracle story. And I did complete Oracle immediately after the publication of the Pandamas Chronicles. But interestingly, I never anticipated making her a series. Now yet, both readers and frankly Diana herself have been pretty adamant about her revival. So while I do intend to bring Diana Hawthorne into her own series in 2021, I hadn't actually started out writing her that way because it just didn't occur to me. She just had the one story and one thing that I wanted to do. But Now that I know I'm going to be writing her as a series, I know where she's going to be developing for next year. I'm not dropping the series I'm currently working on, which is obviously the Windhaven Witches. We talked about that in the the past. But personally, I compartmentalize my books and my writing in that sort of way. I have to do one and then the other. Otherwise, I start getting myself a bit too wound up in all the little details of everything that's happening. And I need to give one series my full attention before turning to another. Well, this has been the way I work, truth be told, there are a number of times when it's actually healthier for you to abandon a series that's not good for you or no longer working. Writing, for better or worse, is an experiment. And most of the time, until you put those words on page and then have the courage to put those words out into the world, you're not going to know whether or not it's going to even be successful or if it will resonate with any of the readers who are out there. The idea when it comes to rapid releasing, is to find that one series that does extremely well and then run with it. Sometimes it takes a bit of hopping around or testing the waters with a shorter series first, or possibly even a standalone novel. And in my experience, until you have a few different series or books to compare your sales and overall interest to, you just don't have the base reference you need in order to make that educated decision to move forward with a really long tail series. In fact, The goal with rapid release is not only to find out what works fast and to get your backlist built fast, but it's also to figure out as quickly as possible whether or not your series has the potential to create steady income through readership. So for example, I can say with certainty that while my Pandamas Chronicles is a lot of fun, it's well-written, and it's enjoyed by those who like the Hunger Games and Divergent and overall that whole dystopian vibe, it just doesn't have the kind of potency that Diana Hawthorne has with her one simple single book. She brings in just as many reads and sales with 50% less ad spend. And that's kind of crucial here, guys, because ad spend, when you're trying to get your books out there and to get them noticed, if you're having to spend more than you're pulling in, 
this series is not working the way it should be for you, right? So while it's not the astronomical blockbuster hit that I've seen some romance writers get from their series, for being a supernatural detective, she's really kicking butt. So I'm looking forward to excavating her a bit more to see what she can do based off of the data I've received. So with all of this being said, yes, I do believe there are times when you should opt out of writing a series and move on to writing something else. Here are my seven tips to know when it's time to stop writing your series and abandon it altogether. Maybe not indefinitely, but for sure for a bit. So number one, when you didn't plan it out well enough. Now, we all have to start somewhere. Sometimes this means putting pen to paper before we've really developed our world, our story arcs, or even our characters. Now, when this happens, it can lead to reviews that are less than stellar and a muddy, unclear storyline that readers just don't resonate with. Even if the world is really incredible in our heads, we obviously want them to be able to resonate and enjoy the world too. So while most of the time I'd like to say that this just means pulling the series back and doing a little bit of rewrites, there are times when the plot holes and other issues can become so daunting that untangling the web can actually immobilize you. And we don't want that to happen, right? So when it does, it's time to cut it loose and move on to something else. If the storyline sticks with you later on, you can always start fresh with a brand new rewrite later. Number two, when it doesn't need to even be a series. (laughs) Look, as much as I tout a series for rapid releasing, sometimes you just gotta write a standalone. There's nothing wrong with that. Stephen King, John Grisham, Michael Crichton, Gillian Flynn, these are all authors who have made a name for themselves by having a lot of books, which are mostly standalones. It can happen. So don't feel like every book you write has to be part of a larger whole. Like I said, Diana Hawthorne was never meant to be more than just a single book at first. I also have two other standalone titles, Awakening and Love is a Merciless God. Now, while each of those take place in what I like to call the eighth dimension universe, all of them can be read 100% on their own. And I can see which one of those ones, Oracle again, (laughs) is actually the better fit for getting seen, readership, and so on. Number three. You've run out of ideas. Guys, this is actually a big one. If you've started a series, but your ideas have tapped out, it's time to abandon it. There is nothing to say that new ideas won't come to you later on, but trying to force something and make something fresh when your well of creativity has run dry, it's the worst thing that you can do. Have you ever watched the film Final Destination? The first movie was brilliant, and it should have just stayed a single movie. Instead, they created a crappy series of films, each worse than the previous one. And you can tell that the writers were just using a cookie-cutter storyline in order to make new ones happen. So don't do that. Readers don't like it, and you won't enjoy it either. You want your stories to have that authentic, creative feel that comes from having your creativity running in a, a way that just lights you up and fills you with some sort of excitement about the journey that you're going to take the reader on. That's where all the magic happens. So if you've run out of those ideas, it's time to put it down. All right, number four, when your sales just aren't there. Okay, look guys, there's a fine line between writing what's calling you and doing it solely for the money. But let me just say that you do have at least one profitable series in you, probably more than that. So if you're spending more on advertising than you're bringing in, or you're really struggling to get any traction with your series at all, 
it might be time to go back to the drawing board. At a certain point, even the captain has to call for lifeboats when a ship is sinking. There is nothing to say you couldn't pick a series back up if conditions improve. I mean, the market's always changing. Maybe you write a vampire series and the vampire genre has died for a bit. It'll come back around. Just give it some time. But if your sales feel more like they're dead weight right now and you're carrying it around just trying to revive it, cut it loose and write something else. And it just might be very freeing. Number five, when a better story idea bites you in the bum. Hey, look, guys, it does happen. If you got one of those incredible story ideas that strikes you like lightning, sometimes you just have to bend to its will. This could be the universe or your muse, whatever, slapping you upside the head and telling you what it is you're actually meant to be doing right now. Now, when I first started writing, I was trying to write a human ghost love story sort of situation. My best friend had asked me to write this thing. And so I obliged because I thought, hey, let's give this writing thing a whirl and see what happens. But then I got these insights for the Pandamus Chronicles. I was inspired by this, at the time, she seemed like she was much younger, uh, girl, Runa, coming to me and kind of telling me her story and her world. It felt like I had literally received a download from the universe. I kid you not. I ended up dropping that ghost story and I have never looked back since. In fact, the closest thing I have to that type of ghost love story is Love is a Merciless God. But even that one is a totally different bend than what I was originally going for. Now, if you're mid-series and this happens, embrace it. Put the series on hold for a little bit if you feel like it's not complete and you want to return to it. But whatever you do, don't let that flash of inspiration pass you by. Number six, when your heart just isn't in it. If your series has gone from an exciting adventure to a tedious pain in your backside, it's time to set it aside and do something new. You only have one life to live and you shouldn't be wasting any of it writing books that don't light your soul on fire. Let's face it, if you're not having fun or feel like it's important work somehow, you're missing the whole point of writing. Even difficult, painful books to write should feel important and healing to you at soul level. Number seven when you're just plain burned out. Rapid releasing can take its toll. Shocker, right? I know. But if you're writing at a frantic pace, you have to have a reason that's bigger than just monetary gain. Money in and of itself, it's great. But if it's your sole motivator for rapid releasing or writing, burnout is going to welcome you with open arms, my friend. What happens then is that you block your own creativity and you start to manifest all those things that you're afraid of, namely lack of sales, writer's block, and you start to create that downward spiral of doom. Not good. If you reach this point, you need to regroup to refocus and find a better why. Take a step out of fear to ask yourself, why did you choose writing to earn your money over, say, being a real estate agent or a banker, both of which probably have a higher and faster potential for income? When you tap into that real why, make a new plan for your publishing goals and make sure that they bring you in closer alignment to it. So if that means dropping a pen name or a series or even creating a new pen name, then do it. Remember, YOLO. (laughs) Now remember, nothing is permanent here unless you really want it to be. While those are actually my seven abandoned ship tips, there are other options that you can consider. And I think you probably should consider because let's just face it, guys, writing and being creative, it's part of us, but 
creativity really is taking something that we think could be unmanageable or incapable of beauty and transforming it into something that is greater. So sometimes when things are failing or they feel like they're falling apart, they're really just coming back together. So with that in mind, I want you to consider these other tips. Number one, take a break. (laughs) Whether it be a day, a week, a month, or years, give yourself some time that you need to regroup and get clear on what it is you want as an author or from your series. Some series do require more thought than others. It might just be that yours is one of them. Maybe you need a little more life experience, do a little more research, have a person that you're going to need to meet before things click, or something else entirely. I genuinely believe that things will unfold when they're meant to. So if your subconscious is telling you it's time to set aside a story, heed the message, take a break, and come back at it whenever you're called to do so. Number two. Start writing in multiple series all at once. (laughs) Okay, this one might be a little bit crazy, but it is for those of you who can keep large pieces of information separate in your mind, or if you have a really great organizational system. I can write multiple books at once, but ultimately one will always win out. And then I have to ride that one through to the end before I go back and then dive into those other ones. This is something that happened when I was writing Awakening and Love is a Merciless God at the same time. I was writing Awakening first. But then for whatever reason, Love is a Merciless God kind of took over. I liked the storyline a lot and really resonated with it at that time. So I let that finish until everything was all done and moved back into Awakening. So do what works for you until you get back into your groove, because sometimes it's all about that routine and it's about embracing the thing that is lighting you up at that particular moment. Number three, this goes right along with it, but write a new story. Whether it be a short story or a new novel, Pull yourself from the daily grind of writing the same old, same old, especially if you're writing a series or have been writing a series for a while. Letting our imagination play in a new playground for a bit can be just the thing we need to unlock some new areas that we didn't know we're trying to get out. When you're doing a series, even if it's profitable, sometimes it just, it's nice to get out and do something new and visit new characters and dream up a new world. So perhaps it's time to just play with something else for a little bit. It's all right. Number four. In fact, this one kind of goes along with that other last tip. (laughs) Sometimes you as a person, as a human being, just need to do something new. Pick a new non-writing hobby and give yourself a break from word and world creation. You might just find that fleshing out yourself as a human is going to be able to give you a little bit more depth to the stories you write and the characters you create, but it's also something that will help you In the long run, we all need to be well-rounded human beings. Who knows, finding a new hobby like kayaking or painting might be just the thing that fills the plot holes later on that you're struggling with. Number five, hire a ghostwriter. Now, we talked about ghostwriters in episode 27, so if you're looking for ideas on how you can incorporate them, go back and check that episode out. But in essence, if you're wanting to keep a series alive, but you just don't feel like writing it right now, Maybe having someone else do the work for you is where you can kind of get a little break. Give them the details that they need and see what kind of creativity they can bring to the table. Have them read your books, have them go through what's already been written and kind of get a good feel for the history and the world building. And you never know, it might just jumpstart your own creativity again and reignite your passion for the project. 
And then maybe perhaps you end up bringing them on as a co-author instead so that now it's not just your writing, it's your writing and their writing. And then readers start to like both authors and it kind of develops both you and your co-author in a whole new way. It it can be such a big win-win relationship. Finally, number six, rewrite. In the end, sometimes it just comes down to rewriting. If a series isn't working, but you feel like you're still called to it, like it's very important, take as much time as you need to really plan out the series, the characters and the arcs, and do them better. Then, rather than trying to fix what's already been written, do a complete and total rewrite so that it goes and flows with the way that you actually envision it. Hopefully that makes sense. So to recap, guys, I do believe that there are times when you need to walk away from a series that you're creating. However, it just doesn't necessarily mean it's forever. Sometimes you just need to have space to see your situation more clearly. It's the whole seeing the forest through the trees adage, right? Sometimes that space will show you how to proceed. Be like the eagle, my friends. Hover above the trees and see them better. See them more clearly. Well, guys, that's my two cents when it comes to writing and continuing a series anyway. Sometimes it really is in your best interest to let things go for a while and do something new. But as a creative person, dead doesn't always have to mean dead. (laughs) At least not with our projects. All right, so now it's your turn. I want you to head over to the Author Revolution Facebook group and let me know, have you ever abandoned a series that you were writing? And if so, why? And if not, why not? If you'd like to download the transcript from today's episode or grab any links, such as episode 27, which talks about the co-authoring, or anything else for that matter, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 35. Now, one thing I do want to point out is that this podcast episode, just like last week, is still sponsored by my upcoming series, The Windhaven Witches. Please check out Secret Legacy on Apple iBooks if you have an Apple device. I would love for you to help me reach that 500 pre-orders in the month of June. We're getting there. We're not quite there yet, but every single pre-order helps. So if you don't have an Apple device, don't worry. It's no problem. This book and the series is available on pretty much every other platform out there. So no matter how you pre-order it, rest assured that your purchase actually helps by donating also to the American Cancer Society. 50% of all of my royalties from the first book in this series for the year of 2020 are being donated in honor of my brother who died in 2016 of brain cancer and a couple of friends who are fighting cancer currently and we want them to win their battles. Well, my friend, that's all I have for you today. I want you to go get some writing done, head over there, get some words on the page, and then until next time, I want you to go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. 
head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon.